When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Hello, Legion of Audience. This is James. And before we get started today, I wanted to take a second and let you all know about the brand new Who Would Win Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and get behind-the-scenes access like you've never seen before, go to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow right now. Who Would Win patrons will have access to outtake videos, early info on battles, and even get a vote on characters that we'll use in upcoming episodes. So if you'd like to support me and the show, head to patreon.com slash whowouldwinshow, and for as little as five bucks a month, you can define yourself as more than just a fan. You'll be an official member of the Legion. Hope to see you there. As the Danny Elfman theme rips through the air, Batman races to his next crime scene. Normally, the Bat computer would tell him if it was Joker, Penguin, or Riddler, but this time it's just an address. Batman launches himself onto the roof of that address and walks down the stairs to the seventh floor, where he sees video game developers deep into an unyielding crunch. This is inhuman. Batman says out loud, but it's illegal. A voice booms behind him. Batman turns and sees Wario menacingly in the doorway. Let's ahead a backer to the roof, Wario says. You'll see there why I'm gonna win. It's Yellow Hat versus Black Cowl. It's Game Dev versus Billionaire. It's Wario versus Batman the Animated Series. Today on Who Would Win? And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comics, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Ray Stacanus. Legion of Audience, the Who Would Win production team has done it again and brings you... Well, brings you a match that pits two classic characters in the worlds of animation and gaming. In one corner, you have Batman from the classic animated series from the 90s that literally redefined and revolutionized animation versus Wario, one of Nintendo Mario's greatest rivals. As usual, I did the patented Who Would Win Google test just to see how many times this matchup has been discussed, and again, not even once. In fact, this matchup is so out of the box, so unintentionally powerful, that I believe I just accidentally opened a portal to another dimension, Stargate style. Let's see what happens. So yeah, we're bringing you, the Legion of Audience, another premier geek culture matchup. And as always, you're welcome. So Ray, what are your thoughts on today's matchup? I have no idea what to make of this matchup today. Look, you've said for uh, since the end of season four that Batman, the animated series version of Batman, is going to be appearing in season five of the Who Would Win show. Here we are in March and we're doing it. This is it. It's happening. Let's get it out of the way. Let's make it happen. We've had a few Bat Family characters, honestly, over the last, say, six weeks or so. So it's surprising to go with here, but we're doing it as a team. And opposing him, how do you oppose Batman, but with a completely off-the-wall suggestion? I was in the boardroom. I said, I got it. I got the answer. If we're absolutely set on using this version of Batman, 
Wario. Wario from the video game series, uh, many video game series from Nintendo. He's the guy to bring down Batman, and I'm excited to be a part of this battle. <laughs> Look, the suggestion of Wario is so out of the box, yet actually brilliant, because that's the kind of weird character you're going to have to bring to the table when you go up against the icon, the, the best Batman, in my opinion, of all time, the best version iteration of Batman of all time. That's the one from the 90s, the one brought up, you know, it's Kevin Conroy. What are you going to say about that? But Ray... Listen, I know we got the matchup, and usually we try to kind of have fun with this, but, you know, I got to bring, I got to be serious for a second. Um, you know, I love Batman the Animated Series, and Kevin Conroy literally immortalized himself through his incredible portrayal as Batman. And unfortunately, as many of us know, he passed away not too long ago, and which is a shame. Absolutely amazing character. Check out a whole bunch of videos of him on YouTube uh, and people talking about how great of a backstory he actually has and the character who he really was, you know, Kevin Conroy. is absolutely amazing. I didn't get a chance to meet him, and what's really uh, still been kind of you know hitting me hard is that i had opportunities to put myself in a position to meet him and i just didn't pull the trigger and actually do it i always thought i'd run into him maybe even do a project who knows and yet i didn't have the chance to meet him i've been kicking myself ever since so ray on a serious sense, what are your thoughts on people you know should they go out of their way to meet their their heroes their icons so to speak or you know what do you think we've talked about this type of thing and around this type of topic for a long time absolutely is first off the answer if you know that uh, somebody who you admire whose work you really really like is appearing at your local comic book uh, convention you should absolutely go just understand that in the parasocial world that we live in, they don't know who you are. And at the end of the day, you're just a fan coming up to them, which means keep you, keep it brief, keep it comfortable. Don't be weird and don't ask things of them. Just, you know, treat them like a regular person for gosh sakes and just have that encounter with them. Take the picture, get the autograph, have them sign the thing. You know, I, I was once uh, at a local baseball card store back a hundred years ago when that was a thing that you could actually make a living off of. And there was a player for the Detroit Tigers, a relief pitcher. I believe his name was Paul Gibson, and he was uh, signing autographs in the store, so I had my dad take me to sign a baseball card. Very exciting thing to meet a player from your baseball team that you really admire. The guy in line in front of me held him up for like 10 minutes trying to sell him on some investment thing that he was trying to do, and I'm sitting here, I'm a young child. This I was probably about 10 years old, maybe 11, but in that zone, and I am waiting and waiting and waiting, and nobody would do anything about it. This guy is like, yeah, man, and check out this pamphlet, and if you got some extra money, you know, we got, and I'm just, and I, even at 11 or 10, I'm just like, this is stupid. Leave this man alone. Poor Paul Gibson is what I'm trying to say. The point of all of this is don't be weird. Get your autograph, get your picture and move on. The person has other people to see. Some of them could be 10 year old Ray and it's getting really annoying. You know, I, I, I see your point, and like most things uh, that you say, Ray, I actually 100% completely disagree. I don't know if I've ever told you my Rick Root story. Let's hear hey, it. Which is a, I'm going to be madder real... at you than I normally okay, am, but deal. let's hear it. Okay, here's the deal. Rick Rude, when he was with WCW, he joined my MMA school, and he was actually taking Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes. So one lunchtime, I kind of come in for another class. I see Rick Rude leave. My instructor is like, hey, you know, he sees my look on my face like, oh, my God, it's Rick Rude. You know, I'm going crazy. I'm like, you know, just almost like whatever. And my instructor says, no, 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 hold on. 
Take a deep breath. He's going to be one of your sparring partners. He's a big guy. He needs another big guy to spar with. All right, you know, you're you're in the mix. You'll see him in the next few days, and you'll spar with him. And unfortunately, he passed away the next day. Like, that was a thing where they found him, unfortunately, you know, the whole... Anyway, my whole point is, if I had just gone up to him and I actually did the opposite of what Ray Stacanus did and actually made a point to go... I maybe would have been a cool sparring partner of Rick Roots and had a cool story, but no, Ray Sicanus has his point of like never sell investment to someone. James, we'll it, figure all this if out. If he Let's, was that close to the end, you could have been the one who killed him for God's sakes. I'm glad he at least got to live one more day. And it has gone very dark in today's episode of Who Would Win. So Racist. let's just see what our judge has to say about oh, all yeah, of this. Yeah, let's lighten the mood with this judge. <laughs> it's Ray's favorite judge. Making another appearance on the Who Would Win show, it's comedian, amazing dad, improv master, and podcaster extraordinaire. It's Robert Clark Chan. Robert, welcome back to Who Would Win. Why did you kill Rick Rude? James, why? He was one of the I greats. I had nothing. I had nothing to Allegedly. do with it, Robert Clark Chan. Why are you getting so defensive, <sighs> man? Why are you getting... Because mm, I'm I don't upset. Buy it. This could have been fun, you know. I, I actually got to uh, spar and had a, a ton of uh, MMA sparring partners uh, from WCW back in the day. That I, I sparred with uh, Robbie Rage, um, who was from that tag team High Voltage for like a ton of times. He was awesome. Wrestlers are really cool people when you get to like spar with them. Anyway, enough about me, Robert Clark Chan. Tell our fan base, Legion of Audience, what you've been up to. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, what I have been up to in the distant past is I got to do a sketch show. I got to write a sketch for Rowdy Roddy Piper. So I'll take your oh, story wow. and and top that. Uh, that's it. That's I just want. There are so few instances I have to tell people that I did that. And uh, here at the confluence of uh, fun and. Uh, genre that's that's where that's where i'm going to tell people and for the record robert clark chan he didn't pass away the next day after he did your sketch right no 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 it was many years i gave i here's the thing i I probably added years to his life thank you with the uh comedy that i provided him uh, the laughter the joy yeah Uh, scientific fact by the way yeah and that's what i do i i extend people's lives with my comedy then why do i look so old that's Gina's fault. <laughs> uh, listen, let's get to, the, to today's episode. We've got great characters. Ray is here. I'm here. We've got the immortal Robert Clark Chan ready to do his magic. So, Ray, uh, do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing Nintendo, the villain who should never face Parker Lewis because it might create a paradox that rips apart the universe. Wario. And representing DC Comics, Animation Division, the hero who's always preceded by 16 sodium atoms, Batman, the animated series. 16 sodium atoms. I'm not going to do it if for I you, may. James. Nope, if nope. I may. No, let the people at home figure yes, it out. Yes, Robert Clark Chan. Na, 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 na. Of course, that's uh, Batman 66. And we're talking about Beta. Right. Are you telling me that you're going to violate the rules of who would win by doing this? I'm going to tell you right now, it made me laugh, and so that all the rules stopped mattering. Fair. Fair point. That's fair. That's fair. 
<laughs> All right, now, before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a Hootwin match. Rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the Hootwin match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the fight. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Okay, I'm obviously going with everything that is canon to the animated series version of Batman that started in the 90s, continued into the late 90s, and then even continued further into the 2000s and just to 2016, the latest animated movie he did. It's all the same character, voiced by Kevin Conroy, of course. Ray, what version of Wario are you using today? I mean, I think you're stretching uh, Batman the Animated Series a little bit. If it's outside the realm of the TV show, I absolutely don't think it should be used. I'm going to go ahead and start there. Uh, Kevin Conroy did the killing joke, but that's a completely separate side story that's not related to the Animated Series at all. James, I hope I don't need to catch you on this repeatedly, but obviously I'm going to need to now. I'm using video game version of Wario. He is a Unicron, no more questions. He's a unicron. <laughs> He's a, a large planet-sized thing that destroys moons and starts really cool movies in the 80s where Optimus Prime dies. Got it. Listen, Ray Sicanus, uh, I really appreciate you trying to uh, educate me on all things related to Batman, the animated series, and all of the uh, iterations of that character that stays within canon. But I got this. I know what I'm doing. Rule number four. Debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are long-established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed, but will be given less weight. Rule number five. The winner of the debate is whoever the judge decides. Has the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal, and where no attack or threat can be made for at least two minutes, and where no outside interference is allowed. And finally, rule number six. The judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto at any point they feel violates these rules or established logic. And before we get started, don't forget to leave the Who Would Win show a five-star rating and a fantastic written review wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Need to supercharge your hiring? You need a super hiring partner. You need Indeed. I've been a fan of Indeed.com for a long time and been singing their praises for even longer. You know, one of the things I love about Indeed is that not only can you find a great job on Indeed.com, start there, great place to look, but if you're hiring... You can invite candidates, right? Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply for your job than candidates who just kind of see it in a random search. That's according to US Indeed data. It's like you invite somebody and they feel welcome to your party, right? They're more likely to want to work for you or at least check out what this job's all about. And we'll get you one step closer to that hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates with Indeed. 
Indeed's going to do the hard work for you. It shows you the candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your description immediately after you post. You're going to find the people. They're going to put them right in front of you so you can hire even faster. And these are quality candidates. These are people who already meet your minimum expectations right off the top at the beginning. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash WWW. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash WWW. Indeed.com slash WWW. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now let's get to the tail of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details for Wario. Wario is a yellow and purple clad inverse of Mario, as well as his arch enemy since childhood. He was designed by Hiroji Kiyotake and first appeared in Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, back in 1992. Even as a child, Wario was jealous of Mario and how popular he was. He has since taken to a life of crime, treasure hunting, as well as, yes, video game development to prove to the world once and for all that he is better than their hero, Mario. Big, strong, creative, and full of jealousy, Wario makes for more than a match for both Italian plumbers and gamers of all ages alike. Fun fact, much has been said about the duality of man, but we are but one thing in one world, yet something totally different in another. This is especially an apt point when it comes to the character of Wario. You see, outside of Japan in the foreign markets, the actor who voiced Wario was none other than Charles Martinet, who also voices the series hero, Mario. So there you go. In the end, our biggest enemy is, as always, ourself. And that is Wario. That might be the most profound fun fact you've ever given. It on felt the good when I show. said it. I'm not going to lie. Well played. All right. Here are the details for Batman from the, did I mention it? Iconic animated series from the 90s. Now, Batman, the animated series, was created by Bruce Timm and Eric Radomski and premiered on September 5th, 1992. Batman and Bruce Wayne, if you didn't know, was voiced by the iconic, the legendary Kevin Conroy. By the way, I don't know if you know this too. I'm a huge fan of Kevin Conroy. Even before he was in Batman the Animated Series, he was a captain in the first season of this Vietnam-based show uh, based on Platoon called Tour of Duty. Check it out. He was absolutely fantastic. At the age of eight, Bruce Wayne, the son of billionaire philanthropist, witnessed the murder of his parents, Thomas and Martha, during a mugging on the street. The event left him traumatized and emotionally scarred over the years. Bruce slowly turned the pain and trauma he sustained into a burning fuel for a lifelong obsession as he underwent rigorous training in mental and physical conditioning, the martial arts, criminology, sciences, manhunting, forensics, detective work, interrogation methods, and also methods of intimidation. And thus, Batman was born. And since that time, Batman has saved countless lives in Gotham City, joined the Justice League as a founding but part-time member, helped to save the world many times, all in an effort to make Gotham that much closer to where it would never again need a Batman. 
How's that for deep? And here's an interesting fact about Batman from the animated series. Did you know that I proved without a shadow of a doubt that Kevin Conroy was the best actor to ever portray Batman? It's true. Amongst a group of friends who are also connoisseurs of Greek geek culture such as myself, the topic of the best actor to portray Batman came up. Arguments were made for each and every iteration. Adam West defined the character in live action in the 60s. Michael Keaton revived the character in 1989. Ben Affleck in the Batman warehouse scene in Batman vs. Superman was the best ever live action depiction of Batman in terms of fighting. And everyone had valid points. However, I asked one simple question. When you think of Batman, when you imagine Batman, what does he sound like? Everyone agreed that the voice of Batman that they heard in their head when they, when they thought of the character was Kevin Conroy. Look, when it comes to Batman, I know what I'm talking about. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Robert, do you have any questions before we get started? I want you to know that I am a huge Elseworlds fan. Uh, one of my original favorite comics was What If? And when they started doing that with Batman, I was like all about it. So, you know, um, the rules say that, you know, you, you, you can't go and do your um, uh, your Darkest Nights and all your, you know, uh, spinoffs and whatnot like that. But you know what? I may, I may uh, edge it a little over on your side. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I might what be a, a little surprise. impartial here. Another judge who doesn't take the rules seriously. How many in a row is this? Also, though, I will say that last time I got a pretty down the middle battle this one is nuts and i love it and you know wario's the best so uh i'm not gonna say that he's gonna win but i'll be thinking it it's fair enough you know uh fun fact my favorite elseworlds uh batman uh story was uh holy terror did you ever read that mm. one robert clark chan no look it up it's pretty awesome all right let's see what we can do with this ray go ahead and proceed with your point number one Point number one for Wario. Let's talk about how much more physically imposing he is than the character of Batman. Batman, at the end of the day, especially in the animated world, is just a guy who works out a lot with a cool costume. And let's face it, the Bat costume of the animated series is not on a level of Ben Affleck's super suit from the movies that came later. I would argue it's not even on a level of Michael Keaton's 1989 suit. It's been scaled back quite a bit compared to the ones that have come before and after it. Whereas Wario, Wario is big. He starts in the super form. You know the character of Mario, who's a very, very powerful character. We all know how powerful Mario is. Wario is a cut above that. So start with your expectations there. Mario starts in a very small form. Wario always starts in a bigger form. He is larger than all the other similar Mario World characters. And he is very, very strong. This is a character that can punch the ground and smash stones. He can also do the Mario thing, jump up in the air and break the blocks. If you can break brick walls, jumping and punching them, that is a level of strength that Batman will not be ready for. Additionally, unlike Mario, Wario can smash pipes as well. How many times have you seen Mario break a pipe? The answer is never. He's not strong enough in that world. Well, Wario is. He could also smash and create earthquakes around him. At one point, he uh, shook an entire castle by punching down with his fists. The entire castle started shaking like an earthquake. 
And then he took it one step further and shook an entire region, basically a tri-state area by punching the ground. He was able to create earthquakes all around him. Wario is a walking natural disaster absolutely everywhere he goes. And let's not uh, forget what happens when Mario walks into like a mushroom enemy, right? What happens? Mario, super powered Mario, dies. Or at least he gets depowered in that moment. What happens when Wario walks into those same uh, Koopa Troopas and what have you? He stuns them. He stuns them by walking through them. Something that would kill Mario, a very powerful character. He also could stomp on characters' heads to flatten them, just like Mario can do. In fact, Wario, in video games, took Mario's stomp to the head, which we all know destroys worlds. He took it eight times before he showed any ill effects whatsoever. The ninth time he took it, finally depowered him. Didn't kill him, just depowered him a little bit. That is one of the most powerful attacks in video game history, and he tanked it eight times. And in another game, he was flying in a spaceship through the air to leave the Earth's orbit, and high up in the Earth's orbit, he collided with a cyborg, and that spaceship crashed down to Earth. Who walked away from that? Wario did, unharmed. And not only did was he able to swim away because it landed in the ocean, he was able to drag the cyborg behind him while he swimmed to save him. I will also mention, because it's very important, I will say it every time the character does it, Wario has survived a fall from space through the Earth's atmosphere and landed on the Earth and been able to walk away. Finally, his biggest attack is his chomp attack. His chomp attack, he basically unhinges his jaw and he is able to eat any projectile that is shot at him, whether that's bullets, bombs, boomerangs, or shall I say it, batarangs. If Batman tries to hit him with batarangs or any other ranged attack, Wario will eat it and in many cases, heal himself from having done so. Wario is just too much for this version of Batman to handle, especially in a first time encounter. And that's my point number one. All right, here's the deal. Sure, Wario is big and powerful and, you know, heavy and all that kind of stuff. And put all that together, and that's what you call Bane or possibly Solomon Grundy or Killer Croc. Listen, Batman has faced off against people that look like Wario, and this is not going to intimidate him. On top of that, you know, in terms of power, Batman has experience, direct experience, fighting Superman-level opponents. Listen, in the, 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 the series finale of Justice League Unlimited, Batman actually took on physically, took on physically Dark side. Not a great idea, but was actually way more successful than I realized he could ever be because he's Batman. It's Kevin Conroy, by the way. More on that later. On top of that, Batman is, this version of Batman is way more agile and acrobatic than any of the live action versions of Batman. So you can't compare it. It's not apples to apples in this one whatsoever. Uh, you know, because Wario is so big, I really have to start questioning his stamina. That's definitely something that's going to come into play. I do believe Batman has way better conditioning and stamina than Wario. And finally, this has nothing to do with this version of Batman the Animated Series, but in Batman, you know, DC Comics version of Batman, he actually did survive a fall from orbit, where all of a sudden he's in space, puts on a breathing device, figures out the trajectory, how to use his cape, you know, uses whatever compressed air to maneuver. He survived a fall from orbit uh, with transmutive properties over from DC Comics to with some massaging to the Batman Animated Series. 
I think Batman the Animated Series version can also survive a fall from space. Just saying, let me get Based to my point. Based on no evidence, and- how dare you bring another <laughs> version of Batman? Look at you already cheating, and you haven't even gotten to your point number one. Look, it's just fun. All right, let me get to my point number one. Let's talk about the man behind the mask. Look, Batman is many things. He's a man with an IQ of 185. He's someone with a photographic memory. He's a master of stealth. He can literally make himself disappear and reappear from out of nowhere. He's a master martial artist. Look, he knows karate, boxing, kickboxing, ninjutsu, and jujitsu at least. Plus, he's a master of all types of weapons. Look, just how good of a fighter is Batman? Well, he was able to judo throw Superman by catching him completely by surprise the first time they officially encountered each other. Superman, that's what he did to him. While standing in front of Calabac, Darkseid's son, and someone who has Superman-level strength and durability, he let Calabac throw a punch right at his face, and Batman caught the punch and used Calabac's momentum to hip-toss him a few yards away. That is absolutely insane. And you know what's even crazier? I already mentioned this. As Darkseid was about to press his attack on a fallen Superman, this is in the Justice League series finale, Batman dropkicked Darkseid so hard that it sent him stumbling forward. Think about that. That was Darkseid, powered up by being merged in part with Brainiac. Batman dropkicked the most powerful version of Darkseid ever in the DC animated version. Oh, But there's more. See, he's a master improviser. He's known for coming up with ways to escape the seemingly inescapable situations. He he knows how to use anything around him in almost any way possible to help him get the win. He's got insane detective skills. Remember, Batman's often referred to as what? The world's greatest detective. He can figure out what people want, what they are thinking. He can manipulate them to do whatever he needs them to do to put them in a position he needs them to be in. Look, in an episode of the Justice League, Batman was able to manipulate the cheetah into helping him escape simply by quickly figuring out that she needed to hear a sympathetic voice to what she was going through on a daily basis. This is what he can just figure out on a moment's notice. He's a master acrobat, as I already mentioned. Uh, this plays in the fact he's a master of tactical thinking. This is really important. See, Batman is also an expert strategist. He's an amazing tactician. He can anticipate his opponent's moves and devise plans to counter anything that comes his way. Also, Batman is notoriously hard to hit. He can avoid punches, strikes, laser blasts, gunfires. He's done dozens of times. And he even has the distinction to be the only person to ever evade Darkseid's Omega Beams. Hell to the yes on that one. Batman's also a world-class marksman. He's super accurate with any type of throwing weapon or projectile he's got. For example, he threw his metal bat-looking throwing star into the barrel of a gun so accurately and so hard that it caused the gun to misfire. He's a master of intimidation. Fun fact... Fun fact, Batman uses fear as a psychological weapon, leveraging, I guess, his imposing appearance and his voice to instill fear in criminals and gain the upper hand in confrontations. I love this part about Batman because he can intimidate and just get almost anyone to do what he wants them to do. He's got this indomitable will. Look, Batman does have one true superpower that is recognized by Superman, Wonder Woman, and the rest of the Justice League. It's the fact that no matter what the odds, he'll never give up. All of that together is my point number one. All right, all right. Look at you already tethering, uh, uh, breaking the tether to reality here on the show. You talk about dodging the Omega Beams, you know, a thing Batman famously did in the comic books. Now you're asking, did the animated version of Batman ever pull it? I have here, it happened, but not in the Batman animated series TV show. Apparently he did it in the Justice League TV show, which is a different version. It's the same character. It's, a di- it's the same actor, but a different version. This is outrageous. You're pulling comic book feats into this. The cheating will never end in this episode, but I'm going to say right here, Batman's IQ is 185. I found a website that clocks Wario's IQ as being somewhere in the mid 300s. I don't know how 
serious they were being, but that is this very actual thing I actually read online written by another person. And if you're allowed to pull out comic book feats for this animated character or from shows that you're not even supposed to be talking about, I'm going to talk about his IQ being near double what Batman's is. And then you also compared Wario to Bane. You know, the guy who famously broke Batman's back by overpowering him. I love that comparison. James, more of that. Uh, I'd like to apologize to all of the people who are fans and loyal followers of the DC animated universe by what Ray has just said. I heard the collective face palms of thousands upon thousands of you when Ray said this is not the same version of Batman. We all know it is. We all know it's the same. That's why we love the DC animated universe because it started with Batman and went all the way up until Justice League Unlimited and even Batman Beyond and Further. And I'm that's, just saying. That's Robert what we Clark like Jam. about Shazam 2 that just came out is it's going to be, you know, related to all these great DC movies that are about to come out over the next 5, 10, 15 years. That's why why we all showed up in bunches to see Shazam 2 to see the future of DC movies. Shazam 2 is part of the DCEU. James Gunn's now the DCU. Anyway, Robert Clark Chan. James, you told me Black Adam was in the DCU and not the DCEU, and that was a lie too. I'm tired of the fibs coming from your side of the table. (laughs) Robert Clark Chan, you've heard one point from both Ray and myself. Where's your head at so far with this battle? I just love that all the backstage sniping about the Shazam movies somehow makes it onto the show proper. That is amazing. Uh, This is a... I really do like this battle. they're sort of the same, but they're also very different. You've got, you know, like a like this cartoony version of Wario. Ray is saying that the suit of uh, BTAS isn't up to snuff to Affleck or Keaton. But my God, man, the picture, because we're doing this on video, is right there behind James. That is clearly the best costume. So I don't know what you're talking about. That's nothing. Um, I do understand that you need to bring up that uh, Wario can uh, survive a fall from space. But as far as I'm concerned, that only makes him as sturdy as Cyclops. Um, How dare you? How dare you right now? That's I'm an in-joke for, for, uh, for longtime fans of the show. Go back and listen to old episodes. James, honestly, like I I heard all that you were saying in your point, but I wasn't really listening because it's all standard. Yeah, Batman knows a lot of punches and kicks and, you know, whatever. Uh, he, he drop kicked Darkseid. He didn't beat Darkseid. He drop kicked him. Theoretically, I could drop kick Darkseid. It probably do about as much damage. Uh, you did say he was a master improviser, so I do need to know if Batman slash Bruce Wayne can do a Herald. I suspect he can't, and that downgrades my opinion of him some. But in general, you know, this is all the, this is all still too soon uh, um, because obviously Wario's got these sort of like Toon Force feats, and Batman. We all know what Batman can do, so I don't know where we are yet. Um, withholding judgment. Listen, I just got to point out something that it, that you're you should not underplay how good your dropkicks are, Robert Clark Chan. If your dropkick is as good as Batman the Animated Series dropkick is on Darkseid, that is one heck of a dropkick. I salute, salute you, good sir. That is amazing. Uh, Ray Sicanus, as a pro wrestler, wishes 
he had a drop kick as great as yours. You know, I but can actually tell said, you that. Right? I can tell you that right now, James. Uh, let me tell you, uh, when I was in wrestling training school back a uh, hundred years ago, and I attempted to throw drop kicks, my drop kicks were so universally seen as absolutely terrible. I had another wrestler come from the back, get in the ring, and tell me if he ever sees me throw a drop kick in in a match <laughs> at any point, he would enter the ring and kick my butt. So uh, that's my drop kicks compared to literally anybody else's. I feel like uh, uh, Jungle Boy at eleven had better drop kicks than you did. It's, it's, he absolutely did, and I, I can attest to that point blank. Yes, he did. <laughs> I, I feel you may have had poor drop kicks, but your use of a of a chair as a as a, as a weapon of mass destruction in the ring more than made up. I was very good at that. Kind of where my head's I was going. Very over. good at that. Excellent. Well, let's see if you're really good at your point number two. Go ahead and hit us with what you got. I mean, first off, Batman's improvisational skills. He studied under uh, Sharna Halpern, so I'm not going to give him a whole lot of credit there. (laughs) Second off, (laughs) let's talk more about Wario's inventions. Wario is a great inventor, not a good inventor, a great inventor and a video game developer, which makes him triple smart in my eyes right there. Look, he invented a company called WarioWare Incorporated. He hired on a bunch of people who had never worked in video games before to make mini games for this. And then at the end of it, it was massively popular and successful and he stole all the money. That's a super genius as far as I could tell. And also pretty standard for the video game industry. Additionally, mathematically, in a 2018 study of the game Mario Kart, Wario was mathematically rated the best racer, which means that when it comes to kind of a high-level racing, driving, and other uh, skilled piloting, Wario is the best in his world. Because not only is he great at Mario Karts, he's also been seen to have high-level skill at piloting his airplanes, piloting submarines, piloting a motorcycle as well as piloting mechs. That's right. He's piloted uh, a a kaiju-sized robots straight out of the world of, say, Battletech. These are all things that Wario has access to, Wario has invented, and Wario has done. He also loves bombs. As far as tech goes, he loves him some bombs. You can't be around Wario without 10 or 11 bombs going off roughly every few seconds or so. Batman's great at dodging. Can he dodge the level of explosions that Wario's bringing out? I'm going to say no. And let's talk about some of those vehicles, because he always seems to have them. His Wario bike can get up to 217 miles per hour, but what's really exciting about that is it can be summoned. He could basically conjure the bike out of thin air and has done so before. This is a bike that in video games is known to go faster than Sonic the Hedgehog. When you're outpacing Sonic the Hedgehog, you're going at a speed that Batman does not have an answer for. There's also a pink version of the bike that can turn Wario, this is crazy, into a whole bunch of tiny Warios that are all super powerful in their own regards, but now suddenly you're not just facing one Wario, you are facing hundreds of Warios. Again, Batman not ready for that. He also commands a fighter jet, which is basically a bomber that he can just bomb Batman out of the air with, as well as a biplane, and he has a submarine. This is like a military-grade submarine. How is Batman going to get in there and do anything to him in a submarine? Additionally, there's a special attack that he has that I have to make mention to. He has a special bucket-based attack. We're involving him putting a bucket 
on his enemy's head and blinding them. That character can no longer see. And if Batman can't see, he's going to be at a severe disadvantage. What's really big about the bucket attack is that it requires a second character to come in and remove the bucket from that character's head in order to uh, allow them to keep fighting. What isn't allowed in a who would win battle? Outside interference. So if Wario hits Batman with the bucket attack, he's done. He can't see and Wario's going to absolutely clobber him. Last one to talk about, the Telmet. Wario invented a special helmet that created interdimensional time travel. What did he use it for to enter his favorite TV shows and interact with them? It's possible that he could teleport Batman after putting the bucket on his head, put the helmet on his head, and zap him into a TV show, winning the battle outright right there. Wario's on another level. And that's my point number two. Holy reach, Batman. Just had to say that. Okay, I got to push back on a lot of this. Listen, Wario's an inventor. That's cool. Listen, Batman invented all of his tech for the most part. This guy's a genius. He, he can create stuff. How smart is he? He actually programmed an old school CD-ROM with whatever commands that was then put into this Kronos, this time traveler's belt, to then overwrite uh, time itself from destroying the universe in completion. He actually did that on the fly. This guy does crazy stuff with his mind. Uh, Batman's also a master of disarming bombs. He's also a master of distancing himself from bombs. He's a master of learning how to protect himself from bombs, you know, from seemingly out of nowhere. He's done this all the time. Uh, let's see, he's a master of tech. He can actually, he's actually a master hacker as well. He's got tech in his gauntlets where he's overtaken, you know, flying hands and other types of tech as well. Not something he's not going to do. And finally, Batman doesn't actually need to see to fight. Listen, this is something we've seen this where he's he's fought blinded before. He's trained blindfolded, put a bucket on his head. I wonder if Batman has a solution to a bucket on his head. Yes, he has many of them. And put him into a TV show. Yeah, Batman's been put into virtual reality video games back in the 90s. And he not only went through it, he actually conquered the game and captured the Riddler at the same time. That's how awesome Batman is. Now, let me get to my point number two. And speaking of inventions, let's talk about Batman's tech and gadgets. Look, of course, he's got batarangs. He's got every type of batarang you can think of. By the way, he's insanely accurate with all of his batarangs. He's got bat stars. I mentioned before, these are these metal bat symbol shaped throwing stars he's used. Why he's got these super sharp, sharp bat, you know, symbol shurikens with, again, super sharp. Why he's got these in a, in, in this, this show, I don't know exactly. But, man, he's really good and really accurate with throwing them. He's got a grappling hook launcher. He's got bolas that can capture Bane, who's insanely powerful. And they can even capture Bane who's, like, all steroided out on venom he's got smoke bombs and these smoke bombs help batman disappear from sight or to attack unseen from different directions he's got these caltrops those little things are points on three to four ends so that when you throw them a car goes over them the tires just absolutely get blown out or people run over them like back in the day you know they would step on them and they couldn't run works they would like jab into people's feet it's kind of awesome he's got a gas mask with a rebreather he's got bat cuffs he's got lock picks i'm not sure how this will come in it's just a cool thing he's got he's got a cool thing too it's, it's a grenade sling it's literally he takes a back grenade puts it into the sling dave and goliath style and can throw it around and then toss it dozens of yards giving him another long range attack he's got let's see uh infrared spray he's got knives he's got a torch cutter a laser torch we use to cut through metal and we use offensively this is actually cool he's got 
knockout gas, the same type he used to take out a group of men in the episode called The Clock King. He's got tranquilizers, and these tranks are strong enough to take out metahumans, just like they did to Man Bat on that premiere episode of the series. I think it was called On Leather Wings. And he's got electrified brass knuckles. This was kind of the starting point for the Batman Beyond suit. Now, these brass knuckles not only shock an opponent when he hits them, but it magnifies the power of his punches to superhuman levels. By the way, Batman's already considered a super strong puncher just because he's that good at what he does. Give him these brass knuckles and he's kind of electrified brass knuckles and he's going even to that new level. Look, there's a reason Amanda Waller labels Batman as a metahuman level threat. And that's because despite him being just human, what he can do and accomplish is absolutely superhuman. All of that is my point number two. Well, okay, you talked about a heck of a lot of what ways that he can throw things at Wario. But as I've already told you, with the chomp attack, Wario will just unhinge his jaw, eat all of these projectiles that you're going to throw at me, and you're going to be absolutely done at the end of the day. Those projectiles will heal Wario. So I am not stressed out about those things at all. And it's not like Wario hasn't faced people who do jumps and, and bound around an area. He fights Mario all the time and gets wins. So this is not a big deal to me at all. And you talked about his gas attacks. Well, if you think a gas attack is going to affect Wario, my point number three might melt your brain. <laughs> I mean, we should en enter a uh, or, or place a Burger King related joke right in that spot. But before we do that, we're actually at the turning point where after hearing two points from Ray and myself, Robert tells us who's ahead and what the other side has to do to win. But before we get to what Robert has to say, let's celebrate the Who Would Win Patron of the Week. Every week we choose one of our amazing members of the Who Would Win Show's Patreon community and put them in a battle. Ray, which patron do we have today? Today we are going with, uh, you know, one of our uh, uh, favorite patrons. He's been on the show several times. I am going to go with Tennyson Cole in this particular matchup. Ooh, Tennyson Cole, that guy is a badass. Okay, since Wario's on here, let's do a Mario-themed uh, opponent. Let's have Tennyson Cole go up against Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Now, this is great because we're going to set up for the entire Donkey Kong board where he's got the princess at the top and Tennyson Cole would take the place of Mario at the bottom. And we all know Donkey Kong is going to be throwing the barrels. There's going to be one barrel, two barrels, three barrels. There's going to be little fire sprites that come on down the map, sometimes taking the ladders you don't think they're going to take. That feels very unfair, Donkey Kong, but that's what Tennyson Cole is going to be up against. And Tennyson Cole is going to start running up the ramps and he's going to do a big jump and he's going to climb a ladder and he's going to see that hammer right there. And he's going to look right at that hammer and he's going to say, no, thank you. I don't need it. And he's going to jump up the other one. The barrels are going to be coming fast and furious, sometimes two at a time, sometimes down the broken ladders that you can't even climb. Tennis and Cole going to jump. He's going to jump up out of the way of them. He's going to get through it. He's going to get all the way to the top. And normally what would happen here is all of the structure underneath it is going to collapse and Donkey Kong is going to move on to the next level. But Tennyson Cole is just going to reach out, grab the girder underneath him and prevent it from falling, grab Donkey Kong by the bow tie with his other hand and throw him off of the structure and say, this is mine now. I own this. Princess, good to see you. And that is a victory for Tennyson Cole. That, you know, that is exactly how I see this fight going down. Congratulations, Tennyson Cole. Remember, you two can become a celebrated patron of the week. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash show and sign up, and you may be featured in an upcoming episode of Who Would Win. Now back to the turning point. Robert, you've had a moment to ponder two points for both Ray and myself. Who do you think is ahead, and what does the other side have to do to pull out the victory? 
Well, I'm actually hearing a lot from Ray that I'm hoping to hear, which is, you know, like what, what are, how is he using that sort of weird, wacky video game physics to beat someone like Batman? Because, you know, if, if we're on, uh, in Batman's playing field, obviously, you know, he's beaten dudes that is like that. He's, he's beaten your killer crocs and your banes and that sort of thing. But I want to see where Wario's, um, just left field thinking hits. So things like the tiny Wario's that's something, you know, that's weird. Uh, granted, Batman's been around for uh, a billion years, so he's seen every kind of uh, metahuman thing, but um, zapping him into the TV show, you know, um, a lot of this kind of thing does sway me. Uh, Batman, though, as you say, like he's uh, uh, he's Batman. He has a little more limitations in the BTAS world than going at, what is, what is it? Has, has it been uh, 100 years yet? 90 years? 80? Probably 80 years of comic book history there. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, ugh. I kind of want to give the edge to Wario right now, but I'm going to have to do all the adding up at the end because, you know, yeah, obviously there's so much that Batman can do. Mathematically, he may just outweigh it, but right now it feels like Wario's got some stuff that uh, Batman's not going to see coming. Sounds That's good. That's interesting. Yeah. This all uh, tracks. Uh, it tracks, but uh, let's just see how point number three is going to play out. Ray, it's going to come down to this. I'm feeling confident, but I know that's led me down the wrong path before. So go ahead and show us what you got. Hit us with your point number three. Look, if I'm ahead right now, we're about to hit a grand slam already up three. So this is awesome because we're going to talk about his powers and tune force in our point number three. One of the things that Wario has is a strange ability to use magic. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, but the end result's the same. Hypnotism. He was at once able to hypnotize all of the residents of Mario's kingdom to hate Mario, a character that everyone loves. Who uh, it, it can be affected by mind powers like that? Oh, Batman from the animated series who often faced Mad Hatter and also, you know, to a lesser point, Scarecrow and was able to have his mind taken over by his enemies. Yes, he ended up fighting through it, but could that put him down for two minutes while he tries to figure things out? I think the answer is absolutely yes. Additionally to that hypnotism power, Wario used his Toon Force to break the fourth wall in a video game to hypnotize the players of the video game to do tasks for him in said game. Players are doing things to help Wario. They don't necessarily want to, but yet there they were doing it over and over and over again because Wario broke the fourth wall and hypnotized them. Additionally, I mentioned the gas attack earlier. Wario has one of the most impressive uh, attacks that I've seen on the Who Would Win show. It's called wafting. And that is essentially a super fart that he can waft towards his opponent in a gas cloud that they can do nothing about. This has had the ability to stun characters, the power levels of Mario, as well as a Who Would Win show winner, Bowser, has also been stunned by the fart before from the wafting attack. Additionally, he's got Toon Force. I mentioned it before. He can turn into a superhero version of himself with superpowers just by eating garlic. 
garlic, a very simple food that is available in most things, or he eats it raw, the garlic bulbs in his mouth. He eats the garlic and suddenly he becomes super Wario and he can fly and he's invulnerable to most all forms of damage. And seemingly, even when he's not super Wario, Wario is immune to death. This is a character who's been crushed to and flattened. He's been burned to a crisp. He's been frozen and left in ice. He's been zapped by electricity. That's an attack that would kill Mario in one shot every single time. He has had all of these terrible, terrible things happen to him, and he gets up just fine, but a few moments later. That's who Wario is. He's got Toon Force. He cannot be killed. And his Toon Force does a couple other things. One time he got turned into a zombie. And just by walking into light somehow, he was able to unbecome a zombie. I don't know how in The Last of Us and other of these worlds work. Uh, Resident Evil, uh, Walking Dead. You can't normally just unzombie yourself through sheer force of will by walking out into the sunlight. But Wario has done it. Also, Wario has become a vampire before, and he was flying around as a vampire. How did he cure himself that way? He submerged himself in water and had the wherewithal and knowledge to do it. Suddenly, he was back to being regular Wario again. What status ailment is Batman going to possibly do to Wario that he couldn't counter by, like, I don't know, drinking a Pepsi Max or something? Nobody knows, but Wario has the Toon Force to get through it. And at the end of the day, we all know one thing is true, no matter what. He's a Wario and he's a gonna win. And that's my point number three. All right. A lot to push back on in this one. First of all, that's not how Italians talk. Just putting that out there. Uh, look, the first thing I'm going to say is good luck trying to hypnotize or use mind control on Batman. He's already fought through and overcome Tons of different types of mind control that's been put onto him. He knows how to do it. And by the way, you got to remember, Batman is someone who says, wow, I was weak to that or susceptible to that back then. I'm going to make a new plan to make sure I'm not susceptible to that ever again. That's something that this particular iteration of Batman has done many, many times. For example, those brass knuckles that are electrified. He's like, hey, I need a power up because I need to be able to hit harder from previous experiences where going up against superpowered beings. And what's he do? He makes what he needs. Being mind controlled or whatever, not going to work on him whatsoever. On top of that, Batman has dealt with superpowered Superman level beings for years now. Super Wario, that's awesome. Well, he's dealt with Superman, Lobo, Supergirl, Dark. He's got that experience. This is not going to throw him. On top of that, Batman's not going to try to kill Wario. Now, I get it. He might be able to, uh, you know, initiate some form of immortality in a special circumstance. But here's the deal. Batman doesn't kill. That's not who he is. He will break people. He'll absolutely, you know, remove them from the field of battle. He'll incapacitate someone. He'll do whatever he has to do. But he's not even out there to try to kill Wario. He's going to beat him in so many different ways. So that's not, that's completely, completely uh, off the table. Now, let me get to my point number three. All this is about to make sense. Let's talk about Batman's big wins and Wario's big weaknesses and then Batman's secret weapons. So in terms of victory, Batman has defeated the insanity of, you know, the Joker. He's beaten the Joker a whole bunch of times. So as crazy as Wario's going to be, 
Trust me, he's already seen way crazier with the Joker and has overcome it. He's beaten Bane, Scarecrow, Mr. Freeze, Killer Croc, Clayface, Man Bat, and Solomon Grundy, and even Sinestro. Now, you got to keep in mind, Solomon Grundy is a Superman-level being because Solomon Grundy actually took on Superman in the Justice League uh, you know, series and what have you. And Sinestro is a Green Lantern with a yellow power ring. That is a serious threat, and Batman has actually beaten Sinestro. Now... But to see how powerful a fighter Batman really is, all you have to do is go to episode 16 of the Justice League series called Fury. In that episode, Batman takes out, and it's really cool, he takes out a group of supervillains. He took out the Shade, who can make super powerful shadows and a good fighter on his own. He took out Copperhead, who can, you know, he's got super strength, you know, that he can crawl on things and can poison you very quickly. He took out a character named Sukuri, and that's based off of Lady Shiva. You know, he's got a sword, super great martial arts. Batman took her out. He took out Star Sapphire. This is another supervillain with a powerful gem that grants her these energy manipulation abilities, very similar, and also as powerful as the Green Lantern's power ring. That's cool. And Batman even took out, as in defeated, Solomon Grundy, who can go to toe-to-toe with Superman. And how do you take out Super uh, Solomon Grundy, by the way? He threw a batarang at Solomon Grundy in a way where he knew Solomon Grundy would catch it. So Solomon Grundy catches the batarang, which was electrified, and was powerful enough to completely take out Solomon Grundy. That's going to take out Wario. Listen, and by the way, he took out this group in under a minute. This is insane. Now, let's get let's change focus to some of the weaknesses of Wario's that Batman has easily used to beat opponents before. Now, number one, Wario's greedy. He, evidently, he's got an appetite for wealth and treasure, and I guess this leads him into dangerous situations. This makes him very vulnerable, evidently, to being manipulated by others who promise riches. And who is a master manipulator? Oh, that's right. Batman. Keep in mind that Batman has beaten people, I'm using air quotes, beaten, by bribing them to stop fighting, just like he did with the ultra-humanite. He actually bribed the ultra-humanite to stop, you know, coming after him and just say, hey, when the Justice League comes in, just just don't fight, just kind of do your own thing, and, uh, you know, I'll pay you twice as much as what Lex Luthor is paying you. And ultra-humanite's like, well, you're Batman, you're like, okay, sure, I'll take it. Wario's kind of got a slower speed overall, so he's generally slower than other characters in the Mario series, he's slower than Mario, he's slower than Luigi, and this lack of speed can be a disadvantage when competing in races or trying to evade his enemies. You know who is pretty fast and hard to hit and can easily tag slower opponents. Oh, that's right. It's Batman. Now, on top of that, he's got poor jumping ability. I guess he's just so bulky that, you know, this comes, that costs him his jumping ability. And he generally has a lower jump height compared to other characters, which really limits his mobility in, in, in platforming games. I guess that's what it's called when you're jumping from level to level, whatever. He's also got a short temper and this times leads him to make really bad decisions or act recklessly. This is according to his character. By the way, the Joker has the same weakness, which Batman has used against him a uh, whole bunch of times to get the win and he's got overconfidence he's got this huge ego i'm talking about warrior of course and all of his abilities his superpower abilities this makes him way way overconfident which by the way makes him underestimate his opponents makes him overlook potential threats this leads to him making mistakes or even complete failures look warrior is going to take a look at batman and 100% underestimate him which is a fatal flaw that batman can totally use and finally again his strength and power, he doesn't have a lot of stamina. That's just a thing. He He's going to lose that energy very, very quickly. And Batman is someone who's trained. He's a peak human who has a lot of stamina and indomitable will and never gives up. So guess what? Batman's never going to stop fighting. His stamina is always going to be good. Warriors will not. But Batman also has his Batmobile 
and the Batwing, the flying plane. So the Batmobile, that car is armored like a tank, has missiles, has way more weapons than Batman has. It's really fast, can take a lot of damage to Batman, can summon with with a put one push on his button on his utility belt, and you do the same thing with the Batwing. Just think of the Batwing as a more powerful flying version of the Batmobile that Batman can summon again with one push of a button on his utility belt, and he can pilot both of these things remotely. So in effect, he could be driving the Batmobile, fighting Wario when all of a sudden Wario's getting hit by missiles from above or is grabbed by the powerful metal claw of the Batwing and then carried off miles away. Way, possibly drop in the ocean for Battlefield. Look, see, in the end, Wario, he's a powerful villain in his own right. He's but he's fighting a peak a peak human, actually, the peak human who has the fighting ability, the gadgets, the know-how, the experience, the huge wins, the advanced tech, the vehicles, the firebrow to take out someone exactly like Wario. There's a reason Batman, really Kevin Connery, from the animated series is so iconic in geek culture, is because no matter what happens. As Kevin Conroy proved in his own life, seriously, again, look up how awesome Kevin Conroy is and what he had to overcome in his own life. Batman knows how to overcome anything to get the win. That's why Wario loses. That's why Batman, a.k.a. Kevin Conroy, wins. And that's my point number three. Look at you, James Gavsey, trying to pull the heartstrings of our judge. We all love and respect Kevin Conroy and appreciate what he did, but you are running into a judge that has no heart, that has no compassion, that has no soul. That's not going to work. That would work against 99% of our judges, but not this one. Look, you think Wario's going to underestimate Batman, the guy who literally uses fear and terror as his psychological weapons, who hides in shadows and is terrifying to look at. Wario is going to look at Batman and say, like, this guy's probably nothing. Nobody would ever think that. Why would anybody underestimate Batman? And you said, oh, Batman beaten a fight, Shade, Copperhead, Sakuri, Star Sapphire, four characters I still have never heard of, and I just heard of them from you, and I've still never heard of them. So yes, of course he beat them in a minute. And Solomon Grundy, the one name on there, the one name I respect out of there, was beaten by Eleven from Stranger Things on the Who Would Win show. So how powerful is he really? Probably not that much. And you're going to act like Batman is the Borg? You're going to act like Batman gets beaten by a tactic and then suddenly is just immune to that tactic forever? That is not how Batman works. Otherwise, Mad Hatter would have only gotten one episode ever. <laughs> but that's not what happened, is it, James? Somehow he keeps getting mind-controlled. And your argument, he's going to apparently switch into Bruce Wayne, offer to buy WarioWare, and then, uh, and then get Wario to walk away. Well, I'll tell you right now, if he buys WarioWare, a shell company that, that was hiring people who don't work in video games, and he overpays for it, as far as I'm concerned, that's a Wario victory. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, the desperation is coming out. I know, but the you awesomeness, won't stop. The awesomeness of Kevin Conroy is also on full display. I love the fact that you also love Kevin Conroy. He was just so amazing. Look, Robert, you've heard three points from both Ray and myself, and it's time for you to make a decision. Take us through your process. Tell us the story, if you will, and reveal who you think wins this battle between Wario and Batman from the animated series. Uh, first off, I just want to throw one more plug in for the greatness of Kevin Conroy. Uh, you can find his DC Pride story. Uh, I think it's still online for free. Search Kevin Conroy, DC Pride. It's really cool. And if you if you haven't heard it, uh, check it out. Kevin Conroy does not figure into this. His voice is cool, but I, I will not be uh, swayed uh, to vote for any of it. We got uh, Wario. He does a lot of things. He smashes pipes. Don't see how that's relevant. But shaking castles with his punching, 
very relevant. His flattening villains, I mean, we, we know all about the ninja rule that like one ninja is um, super powerful, but like a dozen ninjas are all super weak. And he's he's flattening dozens of uh, villains, not just a single villain. Uh, interested in that talk about, um, what is it, munch time? Bunch time, crunch time, uh, where he takes the, uh, he's, he's eating the weapons and uh, becoming stronger. I think that is valid, and that is uh, something that is, is definitely going to factor in. Otherwise, for the most part, physically, there's nothing here that Batman hasn't handled before. Batman, yeah, he punches and kicks. He's smart, although... Uh, Wario apparently's IQ is in the mid 300s, so I don't know if you can say who is the smartest. And of course, uh, this match is not going to come down to uh, the intelligence attribute. It's going to come down to the wisdom attribute. The vehicles all seem to sort of uh, even out. You know, uh, Wario's got a fighter jet and a submarine. Uh, the kaiju robots, I, I couldn't tell how often Wario has those. I've never seen them, so I don't think uh, they come along that long, uh, or that often. And uh, so I, I don't think poor Batman's going to have to deal with that. But I do think um, things like uh, the bucket-based attack, very interesting. And there's nobody that can come get it because it is indeed, there's no outside interference, but uh, well countered by James. Of course, Batman can fight with a bucket on his head. I'm I'm sure he was in some dojo somewhere where they're like, you know, someday you may be attacked by a video game character and you're going to have a bucket on your head and you're just going to have to learn how to deal with that. So, you know, I don't know. But I do think that interdimensional travel helmet, the, the Telmet, is an interesting one. It, honestly, being zapped into a TV show feels very much like something that uh, Batman would encounter uh, on uh, the animated series. So I could see him, yeah, easily getting lost in that for two minutes. But indeed, Batman does have the same inventor qualities as Wario. He's going to match in there. Uh, the CD-ROM into the Chronos belt was... Pretty great, pretty great. I, I love when uh, the bleeding edge of technology uh, really doesn't really doesn't hold when you read the same story thirty years later. Uh, still, that chomp attack feels real strong for most of Batman's weapons. Like uh, I don't see a whole lot of things uh, getting past that. Uh, I'm ignoring the super fart just because. Sorry. I don't like fart jokes. Uh, I don't like wiener jokes. That's just a, I'm a classier kind of comedian than that. So you're not going to let that, let that buy me. The hypnotism is real strong, real strong because yes, Batman's going to beat the hypnotism by the end of the episode, but is he going to do it for two minutes? I don't know. Most of the superpowers of super Wario uh, that he gets by eating garlic yeah, flight and vulnerability, pick. He deals with that on a daily basis. A lot of these powers, a lot of the things that he can do. Again, Batman deals with it. He's it's it's ordinary day to him. However, being uh, immune to death, crushed and flattened, burned to a crisp, and coming right back. Oh boy, that's that's something that's not going to be able to uh, be looked over. So, but. Then, yeah, we come down into that last round where everything that Wario can do, Batman beats. 
He just beats. He just and and he's not a Borg. He he won't become instantly invulnerable to the stuff that you know. Uh, Batman won't be invulnerable to the stuff he has previously seen, but he's going to see a lot of it coming. So, I mean, what it comes down to, I think, really is in that that wisdom stat there, like. They're both super smart, and they can think of super smart ways of uh, out-clevering each other. But I think that Batman has seen so much more than Wario. His IQ may be 185 to the mid-300s, but I think today, Batman's just a little bit smarter than him. Batman wins. And there you have it. Robert Clark Chan honoring the legacy of Kevin Conroy by giving his character of Batman, Bruce Wayne from the animated series, the win over Wario, a much more seemingly physically powerful opponent, but just seems to have, even with a high IQ, not the cleverness and resourcefulness mentally that Batman has and can bring to the table. Robert Clark Chan, you are a national treasure. I've said it before, but wow, you have made the world a happier place by giving Batman from the animated series a win over a very powerful opponent like Wario. Ray Sicanus, you debated masterfully yet again, but you just came up a little short. How do you feel with this decision that Robert Clark Chan just laid out? Not since I stood in line for two hours for the Iron Dragon ride at Cedar Point in 1988 have I spent so long waiting for something to be ultimately disappointed at the end of it. That was one of the longest judgments I've ever had to sit through in the history of Who Would Win show. Not once did I hear Toon Force at all be uh, countered. Not once did I hear it be taken with a reasonable example from James. It's as if what I said disappeared into the air like one of Wario's wafts attacks. I'm disappointed, ultimately. I'm a big fan of Kevin Conroy and the animated series character, but I think, once again, much like Bill Buckner in the World Series, this ball has been dropped. So you're saying you're not good with a decision? Ultimately disappointing and discouraging to hear that, for once ever, Wario is not gonna win. Unbelievable. All right, listen, Robert Clark Chan, I gotta tell you, you you had my, my, my pulse rate going up and down. I, I didn't know where you were going with this. But, you know, again, that's why you're you. You create this narrative, this story, this imaginary tale that is so – all I'm saying is I really like your decision. Robert Clark Chan, yet again, rising to the occasion and doing what he does best, being a judge on the Hood Win Show. Uh, our legion of audience, our fan base, loves it, thinks you're amazing. You're a super popular judge. Please come back on the show. And in the meantime, tell everyone where they can find you online. I mean, you can go check out uh, one of my podcasts, Knowing is Half the Podcast. Uh, we talk about cartoons, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, AE Doubleback is a podcast where we talk about uh, AEW wrestling, which is also pretty fun. Uh, I'm going to throw in another pitch for uh, the Patreon, because I also have a lot of fun making up Thunderdome every week. If you enjoy this sort of thing and um, like a little uh, lighter touch to it, yeah. Come on down and check that out. I love it. Race to Canis, you've been doing great this season. You've been knocking it out of the park. You've had quite a few wins. You came up a little short today, but you rep Wario really, really well. Tell the Legion of Audience, our fan base, where they can find you online. 
I feel like Wario got a slight redemption from the credibility hit he took not very long ago on television. So I want to say getting Wario on the show is a big win for me. And I should have absolutely won this match. No, it's not enough. No, I'm not happy just seeing him get represented. Batman, again, big fan of the show. He did not meet the muster when it came to Wario today. And I just have to look across at Robert Clark Chan and wonder how much abuse on knowing is half the podcast I have to do until you hate yourself enough to give me a win on this show. You can find me on Twitter at Almighty Ray. You should listen to Knowing Is Half the Podcast. That's a pretty funny show. We watch cartoons. We're currently watching the non-animated Chuck E. Cheese Galaxy 5000 one-hour-long movie that was released in Chuck E. Cheese stores in 1999. And if you think you understand what the Chuck E. Cheese movie might possibly be, you're wrong. It's so, so much more. So check out that show. But otherwise, I'm disgusted with life. I mean, speaking about uh, being dis- disgusted with life, Ray, where would you rate this one-hour Chuck E. Cheese movie with the uh, late 70s uh, Star Wars Christmas slash holiday special? Cut from the same cloth. Both 10 out of 10, no notes. Oh, my gosh. That's, uh, how, that's scary. How does it All hold right. up to that, that Russian Avengers thing? What is that? The Guardians? The Guardians the is 11 food. out of 10. Also, no notes. Just want to remind our audience that uh, I watched The Guardians uh, because I thought it would take my mind off of uh, the COVID uh, shot I had. Luckily, uh, the COVID shot was strong enough to take my mind off of watching The Guardians. It was so horrible. Uh, it was ridiculously bad. Thanks, Ray Stacanus, for uh, that great recommendation films. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gavs. Remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and to be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you go for your podcasts. On behalf of myself, Ray Sicanis, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time. Hey gang, I hope you enjoyed this episode and love listening to the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Quick reminder that you can support us by going to patreon.com slash show right now. Okay, gotta prepare for next week's episode. Hope the rest of your day is full of wins. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters. You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.